It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, New York broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Drop all gas, no brakes. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it, boys. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, the New York Jets fan broadcast. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller Simone. Joined, as always, by one of my fabulous squadron, the man, the myth, the legend, the master of the front office himself, Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine. Kevin Jackson is currently on assignment, so he has tonight <laughs> off. So, Jimmy, talk to me, brother. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Just I'm actually enjoying the fact that I'm Facebook banned right now. Otherwise, I'd probably be losing my mind in the Jets group. Yeah, I think I already lost my mind a couple of different times between Robert Sala announcing that uh, Michael Piron is going to start getting increased reps, which is not sitting right with a few people out there. And y'all know who you are. So I'm not going to embarrass anybody because I just don't like doing stuff like that. And also, we get to talk about the game that was with the New York Jets versus the... Uh, New Orleans Saints, which I so eloquently covered on Weapons Hot Mission Briefs. I'm sure that a lot of people had some thoughts. I thank everyone who actually tuned in for uh, Mission Briefs, giving me the opportunity to kind of get some stuff off my chest because there was a lot of stuff that I needed to get off my chest there, Jimmy. I'm sorry. I'll preface this by saying this. My takes are not for everybody. Straight up, point blank. There's really no other way that I could possibly explain other than my takes are just not for everybody. And I don't apologize for the way that I feel. I don't apologize for putting my opinions out there. And I use this platform to basically voice my my pleasure or my displeasure with this godforsaken snake bit football team that we root for. Yeah. And the reason why I can refer to them in such the language that I'm referring to them now, I'm angry because things that we should be seeing now, we are not seeing. So I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you because I'm sure mm-hmm. you have some thoughts about the Jet Stakes game. And I'm very curious to hear your opinions. So please, by all means, or yours. Obviously, I'm the one that said we, we could win 11 games this year. So obviously, we're not where I think we should be. But I'm also looking at a lot of the issues, and I know you're a little concerned about Zach. Oh, I'm very concerned about Zach. I'm not a little concerned. I am very concerned. The issues that I see with this team are just execution type stuff. I see a lot of talent around the roster, and I see a lot of potential around the roster. It's just a matter of getting everybody on the same page and in the swing of it, and then, you know, putting it on the field. I mean, we say it week in and week out. I get it. Um, I'm not taking anything away like coaching sometimes has been questionable. Play calling has been questionable. Execution has been questionable. Talent levels, depth levels, like the talent at in the depth positions has been a concern. It's all around. There's not really another way to say this, CJ. It's kind of a little bit of a show right now. A little bit? I can't. <laughs> I didn't say a little bit. I said kind There's of. I just see us pointing in the right direction. That's all I'm saying. I wish I could sit here and have your optimism because I don't. I don't think that we're pointed in the right direction. And I don't think it's because of coaching. I don't think it's because of scheme. I personally think that we have a significant lack of talent on this team. When you have a starter go down, essentially what happens is is that the backup behind him gets an opportunity because his number's Mm -hmm. been called. So the head coach is going to look to him and is going to say, okay, Can you play at a level that's going to force me to keep you here when it comes cut down day or when we go and we evaluate tape and we evaluate players? And this is why I don't understand why people get pissed off at me or yell and scream about my opinions about Zach Wilson, my opinions about some of the players on defense, my opinions about the offensive line, my opinions about the running back core. We were promised a lot of things. We were promised the rotation. The rotation went to shit. We we, We were promised 
a, a running back by committee in which everyone was going to get equal, get an equal and opportune way to, to get onto the field, to have an impact, to contribute. That yeah. went to shit. We saw the, the utilization of the wide receiving weapons, right? We talked about in the offseason how deep our wide receiving core was. We've never seen this deep probably since back in back 10 years ago. It was actually a viable playoff contender. We expected a defensive line rotation that was going to go in and feature different guys to come in there for past players that are on this 53-man roster. You have players on the practice squad. They're on the practice squad because obviously the, the coaching staff feels like they have something within said player that maybe they could fit in a role-playing situation. We did not see that either. Our linebacking core was too thin. I said this in the offseason. It never got addressed. You know what they addressed it with? Gerard Davis. Gerard Davis has been out half the season. So let's just go pile everything on top of C.J. Mosley. And what was another thing that I said, Jimmy? To have the entire team fall apart when one guy goes down. That and what else? I'm not sure which one, which part you're referring to. The defense cannot spend the time on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I said this at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. The offense absolutely. needed to pull its head out of its ass and start playing at a level indicative of that of an NFL professional football team, not a Division three high school team. And I'm sorry, but you know what? I'm not going to drink the green and white Kool-Aid when it comes to Zach Wilson because you know what? I did that with Sam Darnold, and my ass got burned. I defended this kid from pillar to post. Now, if you want to say, okay, well, CJ, the kid's a rookie. You know, it's not fair. I don't give a damn. This is the NFL. This is the highest level of professional football that players aspire to play at. Given the opportunity, the second overall pick in the NFL draft, to come here to a beleaguered franchise that is begging, begging for a quarterback. You have the opportunity to come in here and to be the guy. By this time now, week 14, I would have expected you to take that step forward. Not, he forgets how to throw a three-yard out, a five-yard curl. And I said this a few weeks back. Zach Wilson's biggest problem is, is that he was taught from the moment that he started playing quarterback, chuck the ball as hard and as far. He brought in John Beck, and everybody thought that John Beck was going to be, he was going to be the quarterback whisperer, right? We were finally going to get the key. We got the golden key to unlock Zach Wilson. Maybe John Beck is the problem. Did we ever think about that? Maybe having the guy in his ear who's sitting there telling him to throw the ball as hard and as far as he can is problem. That along with Matt Cavanaugh and Michael Floor. Can we have one guy in this guy in, in this kid's ear? Can you show me something? This is why I say we got four games left in this season, Jimmy, that this kid mm -hmm. better step up, grab himself by the balls, and show me why Joe why Joe Douglas should be proud of the fact that he took a risk with the number two overall pick to draft this kid. Because I'm not going to coddle this kid and I'm not going to defend this kid like Sam Darnold. You want to say Sam Darnold had shitty coaching? You want to say Sam Darnold had had a, a, a less than talent team around him? Fine, go ahead. We made, up, we made up excuses to defend this kid. We went to Carolina and we saw the real Sam Darnold, right? Better offensive line, better offensive talent. Where, where is the kid now? He's on the bench. Why? Because he's not a good quarterback. That's what I've been saying for the last year and a half. I don't want that to happen to Zach Wilson. And this is the reason why I, I don't hate the kid. I love the kid. I want him to succeed. But I am not going to baby, not going to defend him. You're a professional now. You're not at BYU. Mm -hmm. Grow up. Your thoughts, please. I don't disagree. Um, with the Saints game, uh, there wasn't much to see. So the offense was just flat again. Um, I, I mean, we're, we're highlighting like Braden Mann had a couple really good, really good punts. And we're highlighting the fact that our kicker actually scored Finally. three times. Those were the highlights. The defense, I mean, I, I guess you could say that we kind of held Kamara down a little bit, which is which the, the defenses have been doing with really good running backs this year. They, they did it with 
Um, Derrick Henry, they did it with Mixon and now Kamara. But, I mean, there's it's still a bend but don't break type of thing, even though we pretty much broke. I don't disagree with you, man. Uh, Zach's got to step it up, and I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not saying that it's not his fault, and I, I don't. I don't care about people saying this or that's not fair. It's not fair for this. It's not fair for that. It's the NFL, like you said. And fair doesn't factor into the matter. It's production. My my thing with Zach is when you compare that to what we had in Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold had bad mechanics, bad mechanics from the start, bad mechanics since high school. And he just never fixed him. Where I'm confident is Zach has good footwork. Zach has, a, even though it, he's still getting used to the speed of the game, he's got a good awareness around him. So those are, those are the mental things that I don't think Sam Darnold has that we have in Zach now. It's just, it's just a matter of him getting used to the game. And I think a lot of things that have happened are a lot, you know, a lot of changes being made to the scheme and the game plan and everything else, you know, LaFleur going from the field up to the booth and then Beck coming in after a few games and then, you know, just positional changes within the coaching staff. Hey, you go here, you do this, you're responsible for this. I think that's caused a little bit of, of confusion and a little bit of uncertainty. So it's just, it's just the growing pains of, a. I mean, we're brand new top to bottom. And it's just the growing pains of a franchise that's just kind of we're we're testing we're touching the stove, CJ. That's what we're doing. We're touching the stove. It's too hot there. Okay, so let's try this over here. Okay, well it's too hot there too. So we're growing, and I just I just think that everybody, I would I was the most optimistic. I have the most the most cause to be pissed off, but I just want everybody to. To just everybody was saying, let's just see some progress. And we've seen progress. We've seen good things. But it's not, it's the NFL. It's real life football. It's not Madden. So these guys aren't operating on a Madden rating with a computer algorithm and a random number generator on any given play. You know, this real life happens, real game situations happen. I just think that I know I'm not talking about you here, CJ, but I think there's just some people out there that have that have it in their head. If Zach takes this step forward, that should be his floor now. And that's that's not the way it goes. So you're going to struggle. You're going to get better. Then you're going to stumble and then you'll recover. It's just the natural part of this thing. It's just the Jets and the Jets fans have just dealt with 52 years of the stumble and the struggle and the failure. They haven't had a lot of the steps forward. And aside from a Mangini roster being coached by Rex Ryan, there hasn't been a whole lot to be happy about. But I still am very confident that we're heading in the right direction. This year, everybody said, as long as we just see something, we can win or lose games. But if we see something, if we see the progress, which I think we have, then everybody everybody said that that's all they expected. But then everybody gets super pissed off at the fact and it really did come for some of them. It really did come down to I want us to see wins, and those will come. It's just like I said. I'm I I know Jets fans are tired tired of hearing trust the process, but I'm gonna say this: trust this process because it's gonna come around. I wish that I shared your optimism, but unfortunately, I don't. Look, I'm, I I applaud you for for kind of looking at this the half glass full. For me, it just, when I take a look at Zach and the way that he plays, I just feel like that. His footwork, his footwork, he's sometimes doing this. You know what I mean? Now, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold was complete. Uh, Sam Darnold's footwork was also crappy as well because, like you said, he used to step in the pocket. And when I used to take a look at it, I, I kind of wanted to figure out exactly what you meant by when he goes out there, he steps in a bucket. And I actually yep. look, see him actually rock his body forward. So 
I just want Zach to be a little bit more confident on his feet and mm -hmm. to understand that there's a time there, there, there's a time and a place for everything. All right. It's when there's a time to dirt the ball, you dirt the ball. When there's a time to give it just a soft touch, you give it a soft touch. When there's a time for you to rip it, there's a time for you to rip it. And I think that mentally, Zach Wilson is not in that spot. He'll get there. He's not in that spot where he can where he can understand. And this is where another thing that I said at the beginning of the season, why I felt like, why I was in favor. And I, I swear I wish Kevin was here because I know – Kevin will sit here and defend Zach Wilson to come home. And I don't blame him. I respect his opinion. I do. I wish he was here tonight because I really want to have that head-to-head -head because I just think doing it over the group chat, you, me, and and a, a bunch of guys from the NEZP podcast are, I just shout don't think the group chat business. really does it anymore. So shout-out to NEZP and Green. They, they got a great episode that they just released. Go and check them out. They're a great guy. Um. But for me, one of the things that I wanna that I wanna see is if Zach was going out there and being very, very uh, being careful with the ball, completing the passes, doing the dink, doing the dink and dunks, getting his reads, or taking what the defense gives him, and he wasn't turning the ball over. As a matter of fact, there is a bright side to this game. Zach Wilson did not turn the ball over once this game. I still want to see more, and I expect more. For my quarterback. Now, it didn't help. Jets only touched the ball four times in the third quarter. By the time that the Jets really had the opportunity to start putting drives together, the game was already out of reach. The offense step up early and often, and playing Miami is going to be a very good test because it's in defense. So he's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. So he's going to have to go through his progressions. He's going to have to see, he's going to have to see where he's going to throw it, and. He's got to execute that throw. The throw's got to be perfect, and whoever's catching it be catching. Now, look, I'm not putting this all on the feet of Zach Wilson and saying that he is the reason why this team stinks right now. It's not all his fault. Right. It's a combination of everything. At this point in the season, the places where I've seen improvement, I've seen improvement in the preparation. I've seen improvement in the coaching. But to me, the players, at this point in the season, where you should be playing your best football, they're not. Defense is slow and tired. Offense is still skittish. High-priority, pri high high-value skill position players are dropping the ball and not making the plays that they're supposed to. Plus, we got a lot of players that are injured. I want Ty Johnson gone, by the way, straight up. Cut. Apparently, according to Jets Twitter, Ty Johnson is apparently the second coming of OJ Simpson, and Michael Piron is a waste of draft pick. Reverse and when that I try statement. To defend that, so I'm I, I'm I'm met with disdain, and a glacier moves faster than Michael Piron, and he didn't have a great pro day, and he didn't have a great combine, and blah 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 blah. Okay, the, the kid's I, not a burner. I don't care. Scott, please be in the comments. Shout out What's to up, our Scott? long snapper. Snapper should get a, a a Pro Bowl vote. Florencio Rodriguez in the chat. Thank you again for joining us. Hello, uh, Matthias Simon with a ton of great comments in here. We do have a question in the chat up, that Matt? I want to get on. Definitely. The 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 question that I want to get on comes from a looking new viewer this evening. His name hey, is John Faris. Joining, welcome. Do you think if and if he wants to come come over, is Russell Wilson a good fit for the New York no. Jets? I want to no. put this over to you. And I'll answer. Uh, no, because we're still building the offensive line. Now, granted, we have a better offensive line than Seattle does. Seattle has been hot garbage for years, which is why Russell Wilson's been sacked 297 times in the last four years. And that sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. He's on pace to be – Brett Favre leads the NFL, has the NFL record by being sacked 525 times in his 20-year career. In four years, Russell Wilson has – is two-thirds of the way there, just, the, just in the last four years. So I, Russell Wilson, I mean, look, that's taken a toll now. His entire career just being behind a horrid offensive line just because he had the ability to scramble – 
that's starting to take their toll. He gets hit so much and, and, you know, forget just sacks, but how many times does he get the ball off and just get creamed per game? Um, Russell Wilson is a damn good quarterback and he was in a rough situation and he made a lot of stuff work in that rough situation. But I just wouldn't want to pay the money with that high of a risk now, because think about it. I mean, the guy's been sacked almost 400 times in his career hit easily, probably double or triple that. And, uh, I just I don't see it ending well because this offensive line's not yet complete, and with an aging quarterback, I just don't see it. I think the world is going to fall off of its axis because Scott Kleesby actually agrees with you. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Scott's my Guy boy. Guy Fisher, what's going? We, we go at we go at it, but but Scott's my boy. No, nah, he is. He's he's a good guy, Scott. I really, I we we definitely appreciate him and the the, the time and the loyal listenership and the viewership and so on. He's a good guy, so we 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 appreciate him. We we appreciate the file and everything that he brings to the table. So now, what I want to do so that way we can kind of get this. Well, what way, about you? What do you think about uh, that? To, the, to the way it's supposed to? Um, I personally, to be honest with you, I want to see. A lot more from Russ, from Wilson first before I make a decision. Russell Wilson. I don't think that Russell Wilson would come here. To be honest with you. No. One. Probably not. And two. You know, I think that if he if he did come here, I would be shocked. I really would be. So, I'm I'm really. I personally would not invest the time or the capital for Russell Wilson. And the reason being why is because the Jets are not a win-now team. Russell Wilson, if he's going to go any place, he's going to go to a win-now team because he wants to win one more chip before he hangs it up. And I think that Russell Wilson is not going to come here for the main reason of he wants to go to a winner. I've said many times that I think that we should have had a vet in the room, even if, even if that vet was Flacco from the start, if we had just – kept him, made him the offer, said, hey, we're going to be bringing in a rookie quarterback, but you're going to start next year. You're, you know, give Flacco a year, a full year, 17 games, and put him out there, let Zach come in on some, do some garbage time work if we got to that point. I think that would have been the better role for Zach Wilson in in his rookie year. I think Flacco could probably run this offense a lot better from the start and moving forward, but that didn't happen. I I just I would love to see a Russell Wilson because I think that that would be a perfect person for Zach Wilson to learn from. It's the cost. So Russell Wilson is going to be getting forty plus million in his next contract, and he's also going to cost several first round draft picks, probably at least two first round picks. And it's just I at this point I just don't want to spend the draft capital or the ca- salary cap to get him here. I think we need too many things across the team position wise to waste a lot of that cap space and draft picks on a on a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. Russell Wilson wouldn't be a fit here because in plain English, he's gonna want to go someplace where he can win another championship. And he's not yeah. gonna be able to do it with the Jets because the Jets are not are, are not a win now team. They are a re- rebuilding team. They're going to be a rebuilding team for a little bit, and that's just gonna be the way it is. So that being said, getting back to a point that I tried to make, shout out to Mr. Michael Agaris from the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, who actually brought up a really cool idea, which kind of spurned me thinking a little bit. It seems like to me that the Raiders are going to move on from quarterback Derek Carr. Would mm-hmm. you consider the possibility of Joe Douglas bringing in Derek Carr to compete with Zach Wilson? May the best man win. And if Derek Carr ends up winning the starting job, you go with him and have Zach benefit from having one voice in his ear, being a part of the quarterback room, and having Derek Carr in that quarterback room as well. Well, look what happened at BYU when he had to earn the starting role 
after his freshman year. Instantly went on a just a 45-degree angle upward trajectory. He ended up having an okay year, a little bit of nagging injuries in his sophomore year, but in his junior year, the big year he had in 2020, that's when it all clicked. But he fought, he had to he had to sit down for a few for a while and he had to fight for that starting role. So I'm all about it. If if you can get a good vet in, and I'm not, and and again I'm not talking Flacco. Flacco right. wants to start, and to me he's friggin' washed up, and I don't want him. That's fair, but I wouldn't mind Derek Carr at all. He kind of gets a bad rap, but his numbers this year don't lie. He's doing pretty good. Either he's he's going to step up and he's going to play big boy football, or he's or for the mechanical problems that he's had, or even for the mental problems that he's had playing the quarterback position, you know, he could be one of these quarterbacks who, you know, had had a lot of high hopes, but they ended up washing out after three years because they just can't cut it. Or they're just going to end up being a perpetual backup. And I really don't want to see that happen to the kid. But it's also time that even though the kid's 22 years old, he's got to grow up. Yeah. Take the diaper off, put down the pacifier, put down the baby bottle, Pick your, pick your ass up and walk across the room. Go play. Nobody cares about how much tape you watch. Nobody cares about how well you do in practice. Because if you can't take what you've learned on tape, take what you do in practice and apply it to the game on Sunday, then it's all useless. 110% useless. I don't care who you are. I don't care what league you play. That's what it is. And I know it sounds like I'm ripping on the kid, like, oh, CJ must really hate this kid. No, I don't. I want the kid to succeed. But I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid like, like I did with Sam Darnold. With Sam Darnold, in his first three years, we made so many excuses for him, Jimmy. So many excuses. First, it was Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates. Imagine what Sam could do with real coaching. Then... Mike McCagnan makes the most ridiculous mistake in hiring Adam Gates. I don't want to fall victim to that again. I made excuses for Sam for years one and two. And then the start of year three, I was that's when I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I I started highlighting all the mechanics issues that he had, his footwork issues, uh his just want his just absolute desire to throw off his back foot. I don't know why that's a thing. But there was a lot of stuff that I that at the at that point I'm just like, look, it's it's not coaching at this point. Because USC coaches couldn't do it. His San Clemente high school people couldn't get that mechanics issues out of him. Bowles couldn't do it. Bates couldn't do it. The previous regime couldn't do it. Sam Darnold is legit uncoachable. But I don't see that in Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson has some he's got some issues between his head, between his ears. And he's got to fix a lot of that stuff. He's got to fix some accuracy stuff. But those are things that that are easier to fix than having to change your entire throwing mechanic. And I think that even though Wilson can have happy feet sometimes, he's sure-footed. And he's always got his feet under him. He's always able, like even if he's throwing on the run, he's able to clear his hips. Watch him when he throws on the run. He clears his hips out perfectly as he delivers the ball, which means his to his upper body is square as he releases the ball. That's where the power comes from. He seriously in the offseason, and I don't think it's John Beck that he needs to work with. Pennington, maybe a Dan Olaski. Yes. I want to dedicate an entire offseason to footwork, fundamentals, and getting your mind right. It's only going to be at that moment when he puts it all together and it all comes together for him on the field. Because until then, we're going to continue to see these struggles. The excuses are going to continue. Anyhow, all right, we've spent enough talking about Zach Wilson. We've spent enough talking about, well, we really didn't talk much about the Saints. I am 110% done with Denzel Mims. I hate it. I want this kid to be successful, but I'm done with the Denzel Mims experience because... Something is happening that you, we don't know about. Right. There is no reason in the world why mm. kids should be this bad or having this many issues in an offense which favors his size, his speed, and his look. And if he's having this many issues now, then what is Michael Carter can get injured, go on IR, come back, go on COVID protocol, and come back all in the time span 
of Denzel. They're still talking about, well, there was a setback when he got sick. That was two months ago. Enough. Coaching, you don't want to tell us what's going on. He had food poisoning way back when. He got sick during training camp. He got sick at the start of the season. He got COVID or got sick again for something. Like, the coaches don't want to say what the deal is. I get that. But just move on. There's something going on that the fans don't know about, but it's serious enough to put these guys, this coaching staff, on edge with Denzel Mims. So there's something there. I don't know what it is. At this point, I don't care anymore. I want the Jets to draft Khalil Shakir in the fourth, and then I'll be good. Scott Kalisby has actually put a tremendous comment in there. We also got Carl Falk in the the comments. Thank you again for joining us tonight, Carl. Um, Yes, sir. Carl's comment was, you better sign Allen Robinson. Scott's comment was, someone in his life is telling him that he's not the problem, that the problem is the coaches and the team. That's actually very interesting. That's possible. Uh, I just don't see it in his demeanor. Unless he can just hide it in his in his in his press time really well, I just don't see that when he talks to the media. So, but Carl I mean, also chimes in a little confused. You guys preach patience with the team, but not with Mims. Well, there's a big difference. I've had with patience Mims because we saw what he was capable of last year, and he really started to give us hope. But then he really did not have a great training camp. He supposedly came into training camp and he was out of shape. So now training camp is used to get guys back in shape and to get more reps, but he was dropping balls in practice. He was, he was not running the correct routes that he was being asked to run. Now this is only the stuff that we know that was reported. Right Now I'm sure that there probably have been other things that have not been reported. So then the kid gets sick. Then we're being told by the coaching staff he's having issues learning the playbook, where to Mm -hmm. me it's like if the guy can do one job, you just run that way. Just run really fast, and we're going to throw you the ball. I'll be happy with that. When they throw you the ball, catch it. Be even more happy with that. But it seems like that even asking him to do that particular one job, he either doesn't want to do it or he's lazy. Mims himself approached Robert Sala, Michael Floor, and also Brant Boyer, saying that he'll do anything to stay a part of this team, whether it's be on special teams, whether it's do whatever. Mims, to me, has the talent, has the talent to be a very good receiver here in the NFL. But there mm-hmm. is something, whether it's mentally his work ethic or something that is holding him back. We want to know what it is. Sala was in his press conference today and they were asking about Mims again. And then he said, after the COVID thing recently, he said that there was another setback. What is the setback? He has to be fully installed on the playbook at this point, right? You would think week 14, he would have to be fully installed. What's the setback? They didn't change anything. It's not like they added a new chapter to the playbook. So what what setback? If he was catching up prior and then he got sick, there's nothing that he can fall behind on again. It's the same information. So it's a work ethic thing. It has to be. That is the only logical explanation. And if that's the case, then I see a very eerie similarity to Jakai Polite. So that that's the case. And that's and Carl, yeah. that's the one that's the one area. Where I don't have patience is if you're not going to hack it and you're not going to put in the work, you're not going to put in the hours, and if you're just if you're just going to try to skate by, I got zero patience for that. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things, too, Florida players get a bad rap because of Ja'Kai Polite, especially on the New York Jets. That's the reason why people hate Michael Piron. That's the reason why people hate Jabari Zuniga, because they think that, like, that same work ethic is going to end up coming through. But also... Guys have to remember something. At the at the University of Florida, there's a lot of things that are not reported to the media, in my opinion, and to the NCAA, in my opinion. He reported to camp out of, out of shape. All kinds of stuff Badly. when Dan Mullen was head coach. And also, he did the same thing when Will Muschamp was head coach there, too. And that frustrated the hell out of me because you're talking about a guy who potentially, if he really worked hard, 
could be a tremendous pass rushing threat mm-hmm. because of the 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 mm-hmm. kind of chaos and the kind of disruption that he could create being a part of the defensive line. When his head was in it, he was an animal at Florida. Right. And one of the things, too, that I look at when I see Jabari Zuniga, Jabari, uh, Jabari Zuniga talked a lot about this season that it isn't just being good on one play. You have to be good every play that you're out there. So consistency is key. And he flat out admitted that he's been inconsistent and he needs to work on his game. Hence the reason why they retained him and put him on the practice squad because he's busting his ass trying to make the 53. But with the injuries that we've been having and with the issues, with the ineffectiveness of the push for the defensive line, it's really, really frustrating for me to see guys not get an opportunity because there are a great deal of players on this squad right now that are not going to be here next year. I still want to see what's out there. What are you made of? What do you bring to the table? That's it. That's what I want to see. That's why I want to see Pirine. That's why I'm excited about him getting more of an opportunity. I want Ty Johnson gone. I was I was kind of talking about this earlier, and you get you get to bet, CJ. You get to defend Pirine all the time, so it's my turn tonight. I don't need Lamichael no, well, Pirine to be a burner. <laughs> the team doesn't need him to be a burner. Michael Carter can fill that. I don't care. With the, on the live rock uh, with 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 Ron Alexander. That you know, no. he feels like Glacier. Um, you know, he he just doesn't think that uh, P Ryan is a fit. He doesn't hate the kid, but he doesn't. But but he doesn't think he's a fit here either. And I'm okay, like, so he's just playing. He's a glacier, obviously. Well, guess what? You can't so, do to a but, glacier. Well, but, Stop it. <laughs> Feel free to use that. I'm banned. <laughs> I'm banned. Feel free to use it. <laughs> No, man, he doesn't have to be a burner. Jerome Bettis wasn't a fast guy either, man. <laughs> I want to see, I think Michael Pirine can be a monster in the A-gap, and he's going to get, if given the proper amount of carries, he can get four-plus yards a carry, no problem. You know, especially if we hit it up, if we got like a Tyler Linderbaum at center in the draft, and we have a Michael Pirine for next year, so you have Becton, AVT, Linderbaum, uh, Moses, and then Fant, because you can slide Moses into guard. That could be pretty gnarly, especially with Pirine. Just, Pirine doesn't even need to cut. Pirine just pushes through the hole. And that's, that's the benefit, because he is the perfect complement to Michael Carter's running style. So you put Michael Carter and the Michael Pirine out there on the same play, nobody's going to know what is coming. It could be a five-yard A-gap run. It could be Michael Carter one cut, bouncing it to the outside for a 13-yard run. But one thing that we don't need is we don't need 60 yards and a potential touchdown being left on the field because Ty Johnson decides to drop the ball. Three drives in a row. Those passes to Johnson in the flat, those three passes, easily 50-plus yards. One potential touchdown. And then Zach Wilson's stats don't look all scary. I'm not saying they would be great. They wouldn't be great. But, you know, you'd, you'd have Zach Wilson going into halftime sitting at 11 of 21 instead of 8 of 21 and 120 yards instead of 65 yards or whatever the numbers were. Not great, but not crappy. I agree. All right, so Matthias Simon in here. Mims was drafted for the Gase offense, not this West Coast offense. He just doesn't get it. Carl Falk wants to know why Jimmy does not want Allen Robinson. Why do you not want Oh, yeah. Uh, Last year, he might have been worth it, but, I mean, he's going to be 29. I don't want to spend... 20 plus million on him at this particular moment. I don't think Sala does either, to be honest. Like, I'm not saying Sala, no, no hate, hate towards Allen Robinson from Sala or anything like that, but uh, Sala preaches, you know, building from within, ground, you know, build from the inside out, ground up, get younger, get faster, get stronger. That's the whole 
motif. Like I, it's it's a lot of money for one player in a in a offense. Comes down to the same thing about Russell Wilson. Is I is I love Allen Robinson, and I think he'd be a great asset on the team. But we need uh, five great assets, not just one great asset. I love the guy. I love the receiver. I wish we could. I would have been all in last year, but didn't happen. Mainly because I, right, I just so thought about right. this. If the contract, if we could have got him after the 2020 season, the for 2021, uh, the salary cap, that contract could have been front-loaded, and we could have actually had Allen Robinson moving forward for about 12 to $15 million instead of over twenty. So we could have front-loaded that deal when we had the cap space on a rebuild year. But now, moving forward, it's just going to be too expensive year by year. Getting back to the comments over here, uh, Matthias Simon, it's the system, guys. P. Ryan also doesn't fit this system. The West Coast I offense doesn't does. fill it all players. Uh, Falk actually says your explanation for Allen Robinson makes sense. Thank you, sir. Lowell Litchmore, if you, if you don't show up during the week, you don't play on Sundays. It's the truth. In regard to um, Denzel Mims, back-to-back penalties in that game was horrible. Guy Fisher yeah. wants to know whatever happened to Jumbo Elliott. Got his chips. He went his way. Miami. Mm. What is it you want to see? I want to see some touchdowns, man. I want to see some extended drives. Just Let's get a first down. How about that? That'd be good. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd like to see, CJ, I'd like to see a first down. That, that's what I want to see. For me, I would actually like to see an offensive touchdown. There you go. That's what I would like yeah. to see. Uh, actually, two things. I would like to see the All Jets make an for offensive touch is I would like our defense to not be exhausted in the fourth quarter and actually play like the way that they were able to. But I still have confidence in the defense because I think that guys are tired, guys are frustrated, and when you're both tired and frustrated, you tend to make mistakes. Hence leads to penalties, hence leads to yards for the offense. Heads leave it. Heads the opposing team's offense to basically have their way with you. Lowell the second Littmore, thing I would like to see John John Franklin Myers actually show up. <laughs> he's been in a little bit inconsistent. I'll give you that, but he's not making me question the contract at this point. I'll say that. The second thing that I would like to see is our defense actually tackle people. So there's this thing called form tackling. So any of the New York Jets defense, if you're watching. What you do is you, you're supposed to hit the guy and then wrap up and bring him to the ground because that saves your yak yards, your yards after contact. So that's what I would like to see is the New York Jets actually tackle somebody. Or I might have to send out a send out a tweet to Woody Johnson and and have them hire Urban Meyer as a defensive coach so that he can just every time somebody misses a tackle, Urban Meyer just goes up and kicks him. <laughs> Is that too yeah, soon? That, that whole Urban Meyer story is just so incredibly strange. I mean, you couldn't just, write really, that. It's just, you couldn't script that any stranger than what happened. There's a part of me that thinks that there's there's more that's involved that is not being that that is not being divulged. But it's just. <laughs> well, when you want to think, when you want to think about the weirdness of that. So you go back to the movie, Remember the Titans, and they got their yep. quarterback sunshine, right? Quarterback sunshine. Well, everybody's calling Trevor Lawrence sunshine. Oh, yeah. Well, now Urban Meyer gets fired for kicking players. Herman Boone abused his players. He got fired two years after the events of that movie for abusing players. Eerily similar. Call for and uh, ha-ha, urban crier. It's never too soon, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That guy's a joke, bro. How are you going to do that to your wife? He was creepily in that girl on that video, and that was a little much. <laughs> well, she didn't seem to mind. I mean, he owned the bar. I'm not saying that there was anything criminal happening, but man. Know your surroundings. You can't be Urban Meyer in a bar you own in Florida doing some stuff like that. Real quick, I want to get this answer, uh, this question on the on the air. Yep, uh, yep. Shout out to Florencio Rodriguez. Are we done with Marcus May? I'd hope we give him a contract after after tagging him. Uh, I don't think we're done with Marcus May. I, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I can see the Jets tagging him again, 
And the reason being is because Ashton Davis turned out to be such a disappointment. I think that had Ashton Davis actually lived up to the bill and he would have actually played better, then it probably would have been a little bit more palatable letting Marcus May walk. But I think that bringing back Marcus May into this defense actually makes sense because I think we are going to be drafting probably another safety or possibly signing another safety because of the fact that Ashton Davis kind of turned out to be a scrub. I think that uh, I would love to see Marcus May come back. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think Marcus May is probably done here, but uh, I want him back. I like the guy. I've liked him for years since he's been here. Yeah. I, I think the more appropriate I, question I, I, is the Ashton Davis. Are we done with Ashton Davis yet? Because my answer is yes. I'm, I'm done with Ashton Davis as well. Yeah, I'm done with Ashton Davis. Um, probably like a, I, I, I would think we, when the season's over, when we actually go through the entire 53-man roster and we do like keep or punt, it's going to be very, very interesting to see who all of us keep and who we punt. The viewers and the listeners out there might not think so. I think that it could be a very distinct possibility that we may all have similar guys who we want to keep and we want to punt. I don't think it's going yeah. to be as obscure as it was. <laughs> Braxton Berrios completely and thoroughly shut me up. And you know what? I'm glad. That's, I would much rather be wrong about I a love player that guy. and it worked to the oh, yeah, dude. benefit than for me to be right. And then now it sets the it sets and the 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 competitive process back some. But and and let's so. be honest though, let's be honest like my wanting to keep Braxton Berrios was the long shot take. Well, honestly because you're talking about like the number 5 receiver who's at the time was splitting punt returns. So that was the long shot for actually keeping him, but I I think Braxton Berrios is easily on this roster probably our number 3 wide receiver right now. I think right now he's he, he's earned the right the uh the third wide receiver on this team yeah so all right we normally don't do this but you know what give me your predictions and then we're gonna get the hell out of you it's gonna be the same as every week cj i think the jets have really good chance to win if the right jets team shows up you know the drill maybe if i just keep saying like these high scoring games i'll eventually be right i'm gonna say 31 24 jets zach's gonna show up Zach's going to throw for 275, two touchdowns, and an interception. All right. So my thought process is going to be, I think that they are going to lose this game. I do not have the confidence in Zach Wilson to properly lead this, this offense as currently constructed until he goes out there and he shows me that he can execute this offense. I don't need him to do a lot. I don't need him to throw for 500 yards and, and 10 touchdowns. I don't need him to run for to to have 20 carries for 250 yards as quarterback i want him efficient and decisive with the ball i want him to escape when he needs to escape i want him to not turn the ball over and i want him to go out there and to deliver the ball to his weapons so that way they can go out there and catch him for me on the offensive side of the ball i do not have the faith i do not have the confidence right now that Zach Wilson can properly execute this offense. And until he does, and he proves me wrong, I'm sticking with that. Defensively, I'll tell you something right now, this defense can't stop a high school offense. And until you prove to me that you can, because Miami is playing for a playoff spot. They are playing to stay in contention to make it to the postseason. And for me, the Jets have an opportunity to play spoiler I don't think they have the balls to do it. Jets don't win this game. I think they lose 30 to 14. But I think their 14 points may come, may come in garbage time. So, but as I said, it's up to Zach Wilson to prove me wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in. Carl Falk is saying 24-16 Dolphins. Uh, Lowell Litchmore saying, I want to see not throw at the feet of the open gate. You, me, and everybody else. So, again, I, I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight to watch us 
here on Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. Follow me at JetsFan0523. My partners in crime, Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Mr. Kevin Jackson, who was MIA tonight, uh, at Spotty Blackman. Weapons Hot. Three different ways that you can consume the show. One, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Go to the Facebook page, hit the like button, hit the like button. Download the app if you have a Google, if you have an Android, go to Google Play. If you have an iPhone, go to the iOS store. Search up WWSRN and you'll be able to download the app. Three, Weapons Hot has a Facebook page. Like the content. We post it up there. Message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing on the Weapons Hot. You think we're great. You enjoy the show. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. You think we suck and we know nothing about football. By all means, leave us a comment. We'll troll with you before. Also, we have a YouTube channel for Weapons Hot After Dark, which is the uncensored version of this show. Now, tonight, we were initially going to do a Weapons Hot After Dark show. However, due to pressing things that need to be taken care of, we will not be doing After Dark tonight. I do apologize for all of those. Looking forward to it because we were really looking forward to giving you guys a great show on After Dark. But unfortunately, it was just not in the cards tonight. So yeah, we sorry probably that, guys. will not have another we probably will not have another weapons after dark until possibly into the new year. So by all means, I will put posts on social media uh, to let you guys know when we are. So that way we hope that you guys will come and join us. So with that, for Jimmy, the Reaper Jardine, Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman, who is not here with us tonight. I am CJ, the painkiller D Simone. We are saying good night, signing off. Peace, love, go Jets. We will see you guys when we see you guys. I'm going to leave you with the best chant in the National Football League, in my opinion. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.